We wake early before sunrise and quietly get dressed. I put on something nicer than usual and untuck it, but slacks instead of jeans. Brian eschews his overalls for a sweater and Theory brand shirt and Prada shoes, just like the old days. We ask Siri to put on NPR and make instant oatmeal, mind gluten-free. Brian walks Nora and gets her into the car. It is still dark out as we drive the few miles to the nearby farm where we drop her off for daycare or even an overnight. The owner, Hal, is a retired animal handler. He is ready for us and happy to take little Nora. I say thank you, Hal. We'll see you soon. It's another 15 minutes to Rhinecliff, the light breaking as we hurry down Route 9 South. I check the clock a few times and then my app. It's on time, I tell Brian, and he nods. On the last stretch of road, we see the Catskills in the distance and the Hudson River stretching out in the foreground. Soon we'll be following it. Turning into the station, we pass through the first lot called Short Term, where the Empire regulars park their weekday commuting. There are 42 of those spots. We go further into Long Term, where one can park for free for up to five days. There are 141 spots here. More than two-thirds are full, though, the silent, empty cars looking somehow guilty. Where are their owners? We slide the car into an open spot, grab our backpacks, and head for the stairs. The waiting room is open, but we only have a few minutes. It's bitter cold, and now on the platform, I pull down my hat and look around in case I see anyone I know, but no one else is looking at anything but down the track, waiting for Amtrak number 250, which we hear tooting in the distance. Don't tell the neighbors. Don't tell Luke the mailman or Annabelle at the bakery. We will be back, of course, in about 48 hours. You won't even notice. We just need a hit of culture that the local college theater, even bards designed by Frank Gehry, can't provide, and we wouldn't dare expect the sheep to. We are sneaking down to New York for a Broadway show, for a museum with my mom, for a dinner at the bar at Gramercy Tavern. We are cheating on our farm life. I'm Matt Zucker, and this is City It, learning to live and love life in the Hudson Valley. Okay, we're 11 episodes in with two magazine mentions and a great sponsor. Thank you, Flipboard. And I have to come out to you, dear listeners. We may have two feet or boots in the country, but I have to admit it, we still have one loafer in the city. We even have an apartment there. It's a rental. It's small. It's purposely located on the west side to get in and out easily and for us to only be there two to three days a week. Don't get me wrong. We do not think of ourselves as weekenders up here. We're upstate far too much for that, the majority of our time. We came up with a word word for it, though. Most-timers. Access to a city like New York is great for most-timers, and many of our friends either keep a place there or even if they rent it out. Others do hotel nights regularly in the city or Airbnb in reverse. A few people have warned us about giving up the city too fast. They did a year or two before they were really ready to do it and got whiplash. Some, of course, never look back. And while listeners are probably charmed more by the stories of goats, donkeys, and me fiddling with tools I don't know how to use, we also work hard to find interesting things to do, see, and experience up here. This episode looks at two things. How to cheat on your farm life up here in the Hudson Valley itself without really leaving. I'll talk about the city of Kingston as an example and what we found in particular there. And I'll also talk about how I feel when I'm back in New York City, whether it's for work or for a show. Thanks, Thanks for tuning in. There are a lot of new Brooklyns in the country, and one of them is Kingston, New York. The first capital of New York, with amazing architecture dating back to the colonies, Kingston has three different downtown-like areas. The Stockade District, 
Midtown, and the Roundout down by the river. Each one's really booming in a different way. The Stockade is my favorite, with its grid of streets and covered walkways, Victorian houses, and old stone homes. There are shops, diners, open 24 hours, and unlike a lot of towns up here, more than a dozen different restaurants. Our favorite is Boyston's, and we've been told we have got to go try Wild Beast. Kingston was home of Fleischer's Butcher, too, until it moved out, but plenty of others have moved in. Three boutique hotels are opening in the next year alone. Best of all, especially to Brian, is the bookstore, Rough Draft, which is actually a bar, a bookstore, and a bakery. Since it opened last year, it's been busy, and now it's open every day, which is unusual up here. We watched several matches during the World Cup there and got a sense of a crowd, which sometimes you just need to feel. Across the road is the Crown, a slick lounge with velvet rope-like trappings and banquettes you'd expect from a club in the city. Drinks are not as pricey as Manhattan exactly, but just expensive enough to make you feel sophisticated. Like a lot of city people, I save personal errands for when I'm down there, like getting a haircut. But I was really overdue one week I was up here and took a risk booking online Pugsley Sideshow Barber in Kingston. In my head, I had a backup plan in case they used a bowl over my head to trace the cut. But I got to tell you, it was much hipper than I expected, a modern barber shop that felt edgy and literate. I might as well have been at fellow barber in Manhattan or my usual barber Bart. Midtown is more the up-and-coming story, not picturesque to look at, but you know, neither is Williamsburg. We took another gamble on an Instagram feed we saw and walked in one night to Lee's Bar on Fox Hall Avenue. The place was hopping, and we got two seats at the bar like we usually do, and nearly fell off our stools at the menu. Polish-inspired tapas, if you can imagine what that means. Delicious little potato pancakes, pierogies, a beef cabbage roll, nothing like the old country. The staff was cool, the scene was young, and we chatted up the people next to us, who of course turned out to be a bookkeeper and builder for a restaurant we frequent. That's what happens up here. Ulster Performing Arts Center, or UPAC, is also in Kingston. You can see Met Live in HD, or Who's Live Anyway with Drew Carey, and bands throughout the year. The Roundout is the neighborhood people are still getting to know. It's the historic waterfront area, but with a new flair of red brick buildings, shops, and cafes. We go out of our way there to go to Michael's Wine Shop, the Kingston Wine Company, which rivals our other favorite wine shop in the city of Hudson, Hudson Wine Merchants, also owned by Michael, of course, and where we've been going for years. Brunette is a tiny French wine bar in the Roundout, which I also recommend. So when you hunger for strangers, street traffic, and a bit of city, head to Kingston. We'll be there. I take the train about once a week to the city, and we often drive back up together as well. My work is based out of New York, and as much as I think you can get a lot done remotely, you also need regular face-to-face -face team time. Since I'm not there every day, I make my city time efficient. Certain shops like the Container Store, Bloomingdale's, doctor's appointments, the dentist. Brian makes a pilgrimage to Russ and Daughters for bagels, locks, and chopped liver. I've lived in Manhattan for 25 years since I got out of college. Nothing really surprises me. I'm immune to people asking for money on the street. I know this grid well. I walk by buildings and remember places I've worked, dates I've gone on, apartments we've rented, taxis home at 4 a.m. from clubs that no longer exist. The noise and the grime, though, get to me now. The second I'm in Penn Station, it's an assault on the senses of people, tile, concrete, and more people. The apartment, too, is in the construction zone of Hudson Yards, so it's 24-7 dirt, scaffolding, and jackhammers. I have to constantly check for signs and traffic so I don't get run over or hit on the head by a girder. The only animals here are rats. I used to be very defensive about having dogs in the city, insulted when people asked if having our first dog, Ezra, was a challenge in such a small apartment. Now I walk around with Nora, her hunting for grass, and I sneer down my nose. How could people possibly raise a puppy here? 
In her new book about quitting the city and coping with the new reality, How to Leave, author Erin Clune covers the trauma of moving and what you think you give up and what you really give up. New Yorkers don't really stand in Times Square for New Year's, but they do go for an early run in Prospect Park. And art, big art, famous art. New York is utterly irreplaceable for anything dramatic. We went with Mom to see Warhol exhibit at the Whitney, the biggest show ever staged of his work. And the night before, we saw Jeff Daniels in To Kill a Mockingbird. It was great. My first job was an intern doing advertising for Broadway shows, and there's nothing like that outside New York. And people, colorful people, different shaped people, gay people. It's such a relief to feel like you're around what the world is actually like. Upstate is like 83% white, according to the last census, which makes me feel like I'm constantly missing out. Can you blame me for sneaking off regularly? But even if my head drifts to the city, it doesn't mean my heart isn't 100 miles north. Even sitting on the subway, I check the thermostat on my phone of the house, flicker with the automatic lights, and order more dog treats via Amazon to be delivered while we're out. We train back up to Rhinecliff, happy with ourselves for a good day and a half of full-on city culture. We were excited to go home, though. The space, the light, a birthday party that night. Life is a series of choices, and you can have it both ways or try to commit. You know where I stand on living upstate. I would just be totally lying if I didn't admit, admit my need to see the occasional musical. Thanks for listening to City It. Download the Anchor app and send me a voicemail. Please rate and review us in the Apple Store and support our sponsors. And everyone can visit cityit.com and follow me on Twitter, at Matt Sucker. <laughs>